everybody. Welcome back to It's the Little Things Podcast. Boy, because uh, guess who's back on the podcast? Peyton, Lizzie, Rose. <laughs> and I'm so excited because I just love this gal so much. And this is her third time on the podcast. This is a podcast record. And I'm so excited because I just look up to Miss Peyton Rose and she's just such a good, good friend of mine. So Peyton Elizabeth Rose, please tell us what has been going on in your life, man. Wow. A lot of things have happened. (laughs) I think the last time I was on this podcast, I was in college. Now I'm a college graduate. I have a big girl job now (laughs) in the accounting firm. Yeah. What up? (laughs) Um, but I recently moved in to an apartment by myself. So I live in Lexington now. I work remote. My office is based in San Francisco. So the other month I went out there to do some training and that was really fun. That was my first time in California. So I got to venture out, meet all the people that I'm working with now. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it how is like you literally have a job like an adult person has (laughs) I know (laughs) what do old people do for fun please keep us in (laughs) literally what I do for fun the best part of my day is making my coffee and sitting out on my balcony and just watching people like just people watching and whenever (laughs) they walk by I'm like good morning and like just striking up a conversation and that's when I knew that I've matured (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Nana um she also does that so I'm glad that y'all are on the same like (laughs) (laughs) well there's a reason why they do it (laughs) literally best part of my day I love that that's so fun (laughs) I no, it's literally like the simple things that bring you joy when you learn when you live by yourself. And like, although I'm still in college because I'm not old and like lame like an adult, but I'm just kidding. But it's funny to see like how different everything changes because all the things that were like super fun and exciting, like something I've noticed a lot is I loved living in the dorm. Like I genuinely did love being around everybody, but I love having quiet time and being by myself in my apartment. Oh. <laughs> like getting to watch TV by myself. I love that. <laughs> no, me too. The most like serotonin I can get is just whenever I sit down on my couch, turn on a show, and just eat my dinner in peace. Just like no other distraction. No, and it makes it makes going out into the world so hard though because you don't want to actually interact with anybody. You just like <laughs> I know. It's like I am I just like at some point during the day I just get to the point where I'm like, okay, like I was up here when I left and y'all have brought me way, way down and now I don't exactly. want to talk to a single person. Exactly. It, it's but like- to get like literally away from that. <laughs> So talking about how much we are introverted nowadays, um, what do you feel like the Lord's been teaching you recently? Recently, 
you know, living by myself and after hearing your latest podcast about, um, I think you briefly touched on it, um, about, um, you know, what would, what would you rather get from a stranger, a compliment or them buying you a cup of coffee? And you had said, well, if you would, if you expect a stranger to buy you a cup of coffee, are you doing the same thing to others? And that really spoke to me because I expect a lot, not a lot, but I expect strangers to treat me a certain way, I guess, and my friends a certain way and, you know, my family a certain way. But like looking back on my actions and what I do and say, I haven't really been putting the same energy towards them. Mm-hmm. So that really, that really like shone a light on like how. Yeah, you know, no, I, I get, no, no, it makes sense because I think a lot of times I do this a lot, like this past week, um, like launching my t-shirt and everything whoop, was so exciting, but it like kind of really showed a light on, um, kind of my life and, Loki showed like how many people actually were like supportive of like what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And of course, like not everybody can buy like a $30 t-shirt and I get that, but it like kind of made me sad because I was expecting like floods and floods of just support from all the people who have said that they support me, but then Mm -hmm. it like kind of came in and it wasn't like that. And it hurt my feelings. But then I was thinking, I was like, okay, but when people like my friends or people I know come out with stuff like am I first to jump in line to buy something of theirs or like am I first in line like you said like I have not bought and I talk about this a lot but I have not bought a single person a cup of coffee since I've said any of that so (laughs) yeah that's what I was saying I was like I was definitely the person who voted I want a stranger to buy my cup of coffee but then I was like I have not bought a stranger their cup of coffee in a while if at all honestly so like I'm like okay why am I expecting all these people to do what I'm not even doing yeah no I know that it's it's so hard especially with friendships at, at this age too in in college because in high school like you see people all of the time like all of your best friends you're seeing all the time but when you get to college and everybody kind of goes their own ways and stuff you kind of figure out you have to put in a lot more effort to actually keep the friendship going and it's not because y'all don't get along it's just because you guys don't keep in touch as often and I think for me it's like okay if I'm expecting one of my friends to like reach out to me or say, Hey, like I'm here or like wants to FaceTime or anything, like you have to put in the effort as well to get that. And like Mm -hmm. to have that like standard, I guess, set for your Mm -hmm. friendship. But the thing that I have thought about a lot is like, for example, the cup of coffee, a lot of times it's kind of like a hopeless romantic. Like we have these such high standards for like relationships and what we expect from strangers and other people when in reality we're not doing anything that we're expecting and Mm -hmm. it says a lot I think about our character as well because it's not even just like a cup of coffee it's like simple acts like when you're driving on the street do you get angry with people when they cut you off Mm -hmm. when in reality we get upset when somebody gets angry that we cut them off Mm -hmm. so it's like exactly yeah and it's like and then I, I just thought of this too <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> um, 
And I was thinking, I'm going back to like a few days ago, like, you know, I was praying at night. I was like, why can't I not hear or hear God like talking to me? Not like physically here, of course, but like, you know, why isn't he talking to me or why isn't he listening to me? And I'm like, now I just thought about this because I'm not taking the time to listen to him at all. Like I'm not actually sitting down and, you know, intentionally spending my time with him in the mornings. Yeah. I'll read a few, you know, chapters of my Bible and read my devotional, of course, but am I actually listening, you know? So if I'm not, if I'm not listening to the Lord himself, well, I mean, of course the Lord's going to listen to me either way, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's so good. Listen to me and like hear me. So no, that's so good. That is, that was like, you put that so well, like that was so good, but I no, I totally agree. I think a lot of times we expect, we expect so many things, but we're not actually doing anything to get there. Like we expect to look great for summer, but we're not actually doing anything to work out or like go on extra walks or anything. Or like, I expect to see progress in the gym and I am still eating 10 cookies a night. Like that's just not reasonable. (laughs) Um, but also like we expect to hear God, we expect these blessings. We expect things continuously from everybody around us, but specifically God, like we expect that when something's going on in our life and we pray that he's going to instantly respond to that prayer. When in reality, like our expectations aren't being met because we're not actually one asking for the right things, because I feel like we expect to be delivered from like hardships in our life. When it, when a lot of times the reason we're going through stuff is to be taught a lesson, which Mm -hmm. is super annoying to hear sometimes. But I think for me, yeah, like I have struggled with that a lot. And sometimes I feel like the closer I get to God, like when I'm really, really close and I feel like at the peak of my relationship with, with, whoa, with him, Mm -hmm. I can't hear him at all. And some people said, sometimes it's like, you get to that point and you hear him, but you don't realize that it's him talking. Like it just feels like part of you. Like it feels like you're subconscious sometimes, Uh but yeah, I agree. Like when you're something I heard from a pastor a long time ago is sometimes it's more beneficial to read a couple verses in the morning and actually meditate on what the Lord is telling you through those verses than like a bunch of chat. And obviously everybody's different, but so that's something for me that I've had to realize. It's like, I want to read as many chapters as I possibly can in the morning, but I'm actually just doing it to read a bunch of chapters and say, I read a bunch of chapters when in reality, the Lord is talking to me through three. If I like really pay attention to what he's telling me, but yeah, no, like what you said was so good. (laughs) Well, that's funny because usually like in the mornings I used to just want to keep reading Mm because like I kind of associated with the the length of what I read to an increase in my faith I guess like I thought that was a course like it was correlated in a way it's not at all and so I like how you brought that up because I've been just shortening what I've been reading to like maybe one or two chapters and then actually retaining that and just you know sitting on it like you said and that's helped me a lot honestly because instead of having 
50 million things in my head, like trying to connect the dots or whatever. I only have one thing to think about and to pray about that whole day and just to let it settle in my heart and actually just like soak it up like a sponge. So, yeah, yeah. I think, and, um, but that just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally was about to say something, <laughs> but no, I agree. I think that that is such a good way of putting that. Um, because ultimately like, it's like in the class where it's like an hour and a half long. And by the end of the class, you're genuinely don't have any idea what you're writing and you don't understand or comprehend. And you have to go back and like, relook at all the slides. That's kind of how I feel about reading sometimes because I'll get to the end and I'm like, I have to reread everything I just read because I did not retain any of what I read. Yeah. And that also goes to like with prayer as well, like reading the Bible, but also having that communication because mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll read and then I won't like pray at all. And I'll catch myself at the end of the day and like, be like Oh my gosh, I didn't pray all day long. Like sometimes it doesn't even come into my head to pray about anything. Yeah. No, like, I don't know, but for the longest time, I had only limited myself praying in the morning and at night. And I'm like, I can pray throughout the day. Why am I not doing that? Like, no. when I'm, like when I'm anxious or like I'm about to take a test, like in the classroom or whatever, or used to, I guess, until it's student. But hmm. <laughs> I can pray right there. Like, I don't know what you know what I mean. Like, I just put like those limitations on myself in a way yeah no I no I'm that's so funny that you say that because I literally was thinking about that the other day I take blue on a walk as soon as I wake up in the morning because I know I have zero self-control and if I don't I will sit on the couch and watch tv and make breakfast and like won't pay attention and Mm -hmm. so I it's like he needs it so I like take him on a walk okay and I'm totally being cliche with this connection, but like the way he needs a walk is the same way that we actually need to be like soaking up information from the Lord through the Bible and praying. So instead of taking, I have to take my phone for safety reasons um, because I fear for my life at times, just being a woman, you know, Um, but I don't take like my AirPods or headphones because I like, that's another safety concern, but also um, just because I feel like that's a great time for me to do like a prayer walk, Mm -hmm. but I have found that I will only pray at that time. And then at nighttime, I will just forget. And, but literally, yeah, like, I don't know why at times I have only been limited, limiting myself when I'm a grown woman and I actively make these choices myself. (laughs) I don't don't know. I I don't know. But yeah. you're free to pray whenever you want, <laughs> not just twice a day. <laughs> no, like, I don't, I have literally no idea why I've ever done that. I think it was just like, became a habit over time as yeah. like, we're like, sometimes before meals, mm-hmm. I have like a certain prayer, but it's only around other people. Like I've realized when I'm by myself, I won't pray over my meal. Cause I just forget because I just literal inhale my food as soon as I make it. But like when I'm in, in public with somebody, I I'll like, I'll pray over our food, but I yeah don't know why I don't think to do that by myself, but that goes to show again, like the, like, right. Yeah, no, exactly. Cause that's how uh, eating with my family, like at the table, we would always pray over the food, but now that I'm at home, 
like you said, I just don't, I just don't do it. So I don't know if it's like, cause I don't have people around me to keep me accountable in a way, or if it's just like, I just slipped. I don't know. I, I no, I literally feel you. I don't, under, I don't know why I've done that. If that's something that I've had to like, I got like sticky notes the other day and I have like a weirdly large and long closet. And a long time ago, I saw a movie called War Room. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like a Christian movie movie about this lady that went through a lot. And she started a closet, like a prayer closet and had like sticky notes and like Bible verses that she put all and she'd go in there and that would be just like her room of prayer. That's cool. I have got the sticky notes to do it and all the things. I just haven't actually utilized that part of my closet. Um which I have said I wanted to do. So I can't really talk much about how much we need to pray. We do. I just haven't. And I, I'm like such a bad example about it, but I genuinely like think about everything else in the entire world, except praying. But I saw this really good thing the other day and it it was about like boyfriend, girlfriend relationships, but it, they said like, to go to God three times before you go to somebody else about your problems. Mm. And that I was like, that's really good advice. Cause I've never done that. Sometimes I don't even go once. Like, well, because, <laughs> well, yeah, no, me neither, but that makes sense though, because, you know, in our human nature, we want something, we want instant gratification, right? We want like something tangible and we want it right then and there. So yes, that makes sense as to why, you know, some people just go straight to another person just to get, you know, that instant advice in a way. Yeah. But I do like that though, going to God three times before going to a friend. Yeah. I think that also kind of relates back to kind of what you were saying earlier about, um, I keep bringing this up, but it's such an easier example, like buying so many coffee. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like that selfish part of ourselves that would much rather be the like receiver of good things and not the giver of good things and I know that sounds like well duh of course I would rather receive presents than give them but like how many times is the Lord giving us gifts and presents and peace and calm when in reality we're just taking and taking and taking so we are so stuck on like the tangible aspect of receiving gifts and receiving compliments and receiving things when on one aspect like we are always receiving gifts and receiving things and we know the love of the lord but we're not actually sharing those gifts and the things he's giving us with other people if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah. like we know what who we are through christ Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know who they are through Christ because they don't know him. Mm-hmm. And we have the pleasure of knowing who they are through Christ. And we're not sharing that information. So it's like, again, kind of like, okay, we expect to get all of these things, but we're never actually sharing or giving out any of the things that we are receiving. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, in all honesty, though, like, I mean, it goes back into relationships that relationships as well, like being single, I'm looking for, you know, a man that has godly intentions. And like, if I'm looking for that, 
am I putting myself out there like in that same level or that same expectation I'm butchering this but like no I know what you mean (laughs) you know what I mean yeah so like I'm I can't expect a man to come into my life with this abundance of faith if I'm just not going out there into the world myself with that same amount of faith and you know desire to be with the Lord so uh yes that is like that's so true because a lot of times with Adam specifically I I have these, I'll get in this mood where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want him to be like the leader in the relationship and lead us in our relationship with Christ, which I still, of course, want that. And he does a great job at that. But a lot of times I'm like, am I being the Proverbs Proverbs 31 woman? Like, am I being the woman that I'm a godly woman? Like I'm seeking that godly aspect from Adam, but am I being the Proverbs 31 woman? Like I'm not slow to anger a lot of times. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of aspects of life that we expect in a certain way, but we're not like, we're not giving that in return. And it's not fair to ask of somebody if we're, you know, not being that way to somebody else. Like you can't expect somebody in class to be your friend if you're not being their friend to them, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to reciprocate it. You know, if you want it, if you're expecting it, you have to, you know put it out there as well yeah the hardest I think the hardest part for me and that I've learned to kind of get over is like that initial aspect of going out of my way to do things for people because it's like I don't mind and I enjoy doing other things for people but it's kind of that weird like I'm I'm an extroverted person but I have introverted tendencies and so like I'm kind of shy when it comes to meeting new people and stuff believe it or not and like in class and stuff I think that's the hardest thing is that first introductory like sentence where I'm like hey my name's India like what's your name I feel like it's so awkward and I instantly have all this self-doubt where I'm like oh my gosh this person hates me and they don't want to talk to anybody and blah 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 all this stuff which of course is like Satan telling me that like that's self-doubt because he doesn't want me to share the light of Jesus that that Jesus has given me right with other people, because if I open my mouth and I start talking to someone, like literally the worst thing that they could do is just not be engaged in my conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. That's like the, like the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. Is they just don't respond. And the worst thing that can happen is if you, when you're buying somebody a cup of coffee is if they actually ordered coffee for their entire office and it's like a 60 dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's my initial thought. That's my initial thought every time I'm in the Starbucks line. I'm like, okay, I totally could buy somebody's cup of coffee right now. But then there's that doubt where I'm like, what if they have a family of six in their car and they have all ordered something? What are the chances that a family of six all ordered coffee from Starbucks? Makes zero sense. But that is the thought process that goes in my head every time. That's funny. I, had, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> now everybody's like, never mind. I'm not buying anybody coffee. I'll give someone a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another thing. The compliment. Yeah. Like that doesn't even cost money. Like literally telling somebody they look nice or like you like their sweatshirt. None of that takes any effort. It's just like the awkwardness of actually going out of your way to do something. Yeah. Or for me, like 
I'm not as like I'm not good with compliments in a way I always feel like I'm saying okay I know how to compliment but I always sound so fake whenever I do it so I want them to actually like you know yeah I know what you mean but I can promise you from like my point of view you I don't ever think when you come I actually when you compliment me the like one time no I'm just kidding (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a joke, everybody. Kate Rose is super sweet. We're just both very sarcastic. Um, but it's super funny. But I don't, I like for real, when you compliment me, I don't think that you're not being serious. Like I genuinely appreciate. Like, so again, that could be like self-doubt keeping yeah. you from like, but that also could be, I don't know. I don't know how you compliment strangers. I have never like I haven't also, I, that is something I struggle with too. Cause I get nervous with complimenting people because especially, um, dudes, I tend to lean away from complimenting guys, um, for yeah. obvious reasons, but like, I just don't want people to take it the wrong way ever. Like I, especially in today's world with so many people being, um, into girls, I don't want people to ever think that I'm like flirting with them. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the hardest thing. It's like, where's the line? Like, oh my goodness, you have such pretty eyes. Like, yeah, I would, no, I, I know. To think the wrong thing, but like at the same time, literally, just I guess worst case scenario, if they try to hit on you, you just be like, oh no, I like guys. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I like guys. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I can see that. Yeah. And I guess I'm, yeah, yeah. But is it, that's is, the other thing. I don't know how to, like, I just don't know how to compliment all around. Yeah. I think for me, the, the thing that I've had the hardest time with is actually having, like, faith-based conversations. I had a, um, at church, we taught, I don't remember, that's horrible, but I don't necessarily remember the message, but I do remember we do like small groups at the end of church. And we were talking about like, what are I will statements? Like, what are you going to do the rest of the week? Mm-hmm. And I said, I wanted to have more like intentional faith-based conversations because I had been doing a much better job of actually like talking to people in public and meeting people and making friends. And that's kind of easy to do in a new place where you don't mm-hmm. have a set group of friends to like rely on. So that's something I've just gone out of my way to do, but I was like, I don't want to just be having conversations. Like I want to be having intentional conversations where I'm actually care, caring about the person and having faith-based conversations. That has been the most difficult aspect of it for me, at least, because it's like, how do I bring up Jesus and the gospel without seeming like I'm trying to convert somebody like on the right. spot? Yeah. That's one of my, like, hesitations as well and I also put on your poll on um your Instagram I just don't know a bunch of like I don't I don't have any verses or like stories memorized so I'm afraid that if I just start talking to them about Jesus and they're gonna be like oh yeah then tell me a story or oh yeah tell me this verse blah blah I'm like I I can't actually tell you that. Yeah. Here for a second, then you know. No, I totally know what you mean because, like, 
although I did grow up in the church, I don't have the actual grown up version of the stories memorized. Like I know Jonah got swallowed by a well or a whale, not a well, but I don't under, like, sometimes I forget like why, but it was because he wasn't listening to the Lord. Like it's stuff that I feel like, but also, okay, this is another thing. Like this is the self-doubt talking to, because imagine you're talking to somebody and you're just having a conversation with them and you start bringing up Jesus or church or whatever. And they're like, tell me what Matthew 32, four says. And like, yeah, exactly. No, but like, when would that actually happen? <laughs> I, know, I know, but it's like, the, no, no. I know what you mean though. Cause it's like the critics, like the people that are going to be like, oh yeah, well explain this. Okay. In my thought process like if I were to give you advice and this is the advice I've been given this is why I'm giving this advice is because well this is what Sadie Robertson said like when a girl boss but anyways she said um yeah not to flex but yeah whatever. um but she was saying your testimony is your story like mm-hmm. you don't have to have verses or stories memorized like if you're talking to somebody about Jesus the Holy Spirit dwells within us always. After you accept the Lord into your heart, the Holy Spirit dwells within you. And he gives you wisdom constantly that you don't even know you're being given. Like, I think sometimes we underestimate how much power he actually holds because like literally, for instance, this podcast genuinely had no idea what we were going to talk about before. And then right before we got on, we said, okay, like, I, this is kind of the direction we're going in. We'll just go from there. Yeah. And we've had this entire conversation about this topic without any prior knowledge to this. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it doesn't seem like we know what we're talking about up until we're done talking about it. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's true. Like, we don't really know how well the Holy Spirit's working because we're not giving him the chance to actually work in our lives. Like we're not actually talking to strangers. We're not actually having conversations with people. The Holy Spirit is begging to be like, y'all, please give me a chance to show myself. Like, and, and he's, and so I think a lot of times just start the conversation. Something that I've also learned recently, it was so funny a Bible study, they had us practice like sharing what the gospel is, like what is the gospel and what is the Holy Trinity? And we had to, like, we talked it out and explained what it is. If you can explain those two things, that is literally the only two things I feel like personally that you need to actually go and at least like talk to people about Jesus. Yeah. Like those are the solid things. Like why Jesus? Like, why is he great? That's what the gospel is. And so if you just understand the premise of the gospel and you understand how to explain the Holy Trinity, you're, you're set, man. I think at least for now. And of course we continue to work to strive for more knowledge, but ultimately I think if you know those two things you can do exactly. And the Holy spirit takes you like from there. So, (laughs) and this just came to me Holy Spirit, (laughs) right now. Yes, ma'am. It's not our jobs to save them at all to other people it's our jobs just to lead them to Jesus and Jesus does all the saving 
Yes. So boom. Yes. So freaking boom. That is, that is the, that is the. That's bold. That, that is the, uh, there's so, like literally every word in my vocabulary has gone out the window. Um, that is pretty much like, yeah, the premise of why we do what we do. Like ultimately the Holy spirit will lead somebody to the Lord. But our goal is to just tell people about him and show like what Jesus does in our life, like what the glory of God does in our life. And I think that's pretty, that's pretty special. It's pretty, pretty spectacular. Yeah. But it is hard to actually go out and like, it's so much easier to talk about it, but it's like so much. Yeah, no, it's like one of those things that obviously easier said than done. Because yeah. I could sit here and talk about, yeah, I'll go out and share the gospel. Oh, yeah. And then go out to the grocery store or something and then literally hide away from people and, like, dodge them. Yeah. No, like, go only down the aisles that nobody's in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something that I have done is I've made a goal. And I know that seems, like, impersonal. But if I have a goal, I feel like I can actually, like, shoot to reach it. My goal has been every person I sit next to in class, I will have a conversation with like what, just like introducing myself, meeting them, getting to know that, getting to know them. Um, That's been a goal of mine. Like, I feel like other goals would be if you're in a coffee shop and somebody sitting by themselves, sitting by them, like you don't even necessarily have to talk, but just not isolating yourself from people because that's something I do. Like if I go into a crowded room, I'll find an empty corner or like, yeah, like I feel like there's, I am too. Yeah. So I feel like there's goals that we can have Mm -hmm. that would help us kind of go into more public settings with less fear and more just boldness. I feel like Mm -hmm. stepping out of your comfort zone, which is not fun at all. But once you do it a couple times, it gets like way less uncomfortable. Because, mm-hmm. like, in all honesty, this life is temporary, which is hard to imagine. So, I mean, even if you go out and try to engage with people and whatnot, and you fall down, or you just, it's a complete and utter fail, then you have multiple opportunities to keep doing that and you're just going to get stronger by each occasion. So like in all honesty, in retrospect, it's not going to be bad. Like we think it is. Yeah. I think a lot of times we think worst case scenario when in reality, like if you walked, okay, I just thought about this. It just came to me. Um, that's the Holy spirit. Um, But like, imagine walking into a church by yourself and nobody talks to you and you go and you sit down, you listen to the message, you worship, and then you leave and you don't talk to a single soul. And how in that situation, you have zero community, you have no aspect of connection with anybody and church, you probably didn't get much out of it because the whole time you're thinking about how you're there by yourself Mm -hmm. or you walk into church. And as soon as you walk in, this girl comes up and talks to you and is like, Hey, what's your name? Are you new? Where do you go to school? Or, you know, what do you do for work? And like all this stuff, the difference that that one person could make introducing themselves to you 
could make a huge difference and like whether or not you go back to that church if you think of like every situation as a comfortable safe space like you would in church like to go up to a random stranger mm-hmm. that could be the difference between somebody actually make like feeling comfortable in a place right because like if you both don't know people like that literally can't hurt to go up and talk to somebody. Like I just, I, that's something I've learned. Like, especially now that I'm in a sorority and everything, I don't know anybody. And like, literally the only way for me to meet people is just going up to people and starting to talk to them. And yeah. it's so awkward at first, but then yeah. it's like, who cares? Like we're all in school. Exactly. We're all trying to make friends. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, the only way for me to meet people is by talking to them. And if I don't talk to them, I can't expect to meet people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that goes back to reaping what you sow. Yes, ma'am. The connections are always there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, before we close out, do you have anything you would like to add with the people of America and Canada? We have some people from Canada Wait. that listen. Say hi to the Canadians. Hey. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do not have any last second last minute additions I don't think um but thank you for having me on this podcast I learned a lot honestly I learned a lot I learned more (laughs) no (laughs) I'm (laughs) well I'm so excited that I got to have you back on the podcast and that this ended up working out you know anyways thank you everybody for listening or watching or whatever you decided to do today and i appreciate you guys all so so much and i hope that you have a great rest of your week and that you are a light for the lord in everything you do and that you're this reason somebody smiles today all right love you guys bye